1: It's time for school rock school with your hosts dr joe burns and chad p Yevin, yeah, we like the insect with stinging tail let's put the fingers in air and look like bulls. <laughs> <laughs> i would have loved to have been at that show oh i'm telling you what they, they
0: shut it down a few times why because the kids were getting into the music and bouncing yeah. and the, the the russian people were like oh, what are you doing what are you doing they're just enjoying the music class is in This is Rock School. Welcome to the Two for Show, the second at least of a Twofer Show. You're still laughing at me that we didn't get to number fifty last week. I Aren't think we you? should do a show on yeah.
1: time management. Well, we're
0: gonna we're <laughs> have to time manage today. We may be I late. gotta get to number one today. <laughs> last week we did the top Well, at least the bottom 47 (laughs) of the 100 seminal moments in rock. So this week, we've got to get through the top 53 all the way to number one. My name is Joe Burns. You are Chad. Right. So we're just going to move right along. These are the top 53, in my opinion, and in the opinion of a few other places that I went to to help me pick these. These are times in rock where the world stopped and went off on a different uh, a different and also a lot of firsts in rock and roll. So number 53, January of 72, David Bowie reveals his bisexuality in Melody Maker. He tells the reporter, Yes, of course I'm gay. I always have been, becoming the first star to come out of the closet. What does that have to do with his music career? I know it's a who cares, but today it's sort of the hip thing to do, mm. and Bowie was the first to do it. Okay. Number 52, January of 82, Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off a live bat, becoming. Yes! yes! Rocks. Alpha nutcase, I guess you would call it. Okay, that's worked. That <laughs> Number works. 51, Pete Townsend writes, My Generation, May of 1965, and in my opinion, he gets the first rock song, not rock and roll, rock. No longer beholden to a specific, like blues and jazz and that kind of thing. Rock and roll becomes rock because of Pete
1: We're going to have to do a show on that because I didn't know that rock and roll and rock were two different things. And we will because I'm already putting the thing together. I don't doubt it. Welcome to the top 50. This is where we should have started. Oh, wow. Didn't take too long.
0: Look at that. November of 1965, number 50, Bill Hamm demonstrates what is now today known as light shows. Huh? San Francisco visual artist Bill Hamm does what he calls electric action painting with light and rock shows are never the same. Number 49, January of 1966, Brian Wilson begins work on Pet Sounds. Mm. All of a sudden, pop music is startlingly complex. And cool. And cool, I'm telling you. Number 48, October of 2001, the iPod. Is released. (laughs) I own three of them. I really hate to admit that. Why do do you
1: have three little
0: tiny ones, one that has a smaller, you know, gigabyte hard drive, Uh. and now one that has a massive gigabyte hard drive, so I can just take all my music with me. I I have to have it. I don't know why, because at any point in time, I need to hear the entire Emerson, Lake, and Palmer collection. Gotta have them, sure. (laughs) Number 47, August of 1989. FBI Assistant Director to the Office of Public Affairs, Milt Ulrich, sends a letter to Priority Records stating that the track Blank the Police by NWA, I don't want to say the word, right, by NWA could get policemen killed. And with that letter, rap music joins rock and roll as being the music that has frightened the government. And the one we're gonna play, number 46, January of 1973. At the Popcorn Club in Queens, witnessed by a total of three people, KISS performs in makeup for the first time. Here are the kings of the nighttime world. It's KISS on Rock School. King of the Nighttime World. Three people. Not that <laughs> night, yeah. Three people saw them. I've played to three people. I mean, they were into it. They stood there on the old dance floor and pumped their fists, but three people, man, that's, you know, you, you can't take it out on the audience. I mean, you got to perform, but. wow, uh, Going on with the 100 seminal Moments in Rock. Number 45, August 1st, 1971, George Harrison's Concert for Bangladesh mm-hmm. and the concept of raising money through music is really born right there number 44 on the 100 seminal moments in rock april 15 1981 rem records radio free europe and the minting of a brand new sound is gone underway College Rock. You really, that's you know, what you call college rock? That's what you call college okay. rock, right, right there. And REM becomes sort of the biggest cult band around. And still to this day, even though they're old guys, people believe when they go off tour, you know, they got to head back to college and do their best in what, Psych 101 or something <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do have a, a strong college following. Number 43, Elvis signs up with Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come here, boy. Number 42, what? in 1985,
0: July of 1985, Live Aid occurs, Mm, and I missed the whole thing. What do you mean you missed it? I had to work radio. Huh? I had to work radio, and I missed the whole thing. That should have been a radio assignment. Yeah, none of my stations would pay the money. Mm -mm. And we, I missed the whole darn thing. Number 41, 100 Seminal Moments in Rock. July 6, 1957, John Lennon meets Paul McCartney. Wow, what a meeting. Oh, yeah. Lennon was already in a band McCartney wanted to get into the band Mm -hmm. and impresses John Lennon by playing the song 20 Flight Rock in an upside down guitar because he was left handed. Yes. So and this one we're going to play number 40. Notice I'm getting ahead in the numbers because I want to I want to make sure we get there. Yeah. December 12th, 1957. Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer, marries his 13 year old second cousin. And at the height of his career, creates maybe the first ever rock
1: sex scandal. We talked about this he a did. while back. Yeah, we talked about how the divorce and the family reunion. Would, oh, uh, yeah. Wow. And the fact he may have even started the entire
0: Jerry Lee Lewis curse. Mm-hmm. Here's Frankie and Johnny. Here's the killer. Rock school. Frankie
1: to Johnny were sweethearts. <laughs> oh! This water to be true to each other, just as true as... Standard.
0: Here's Jerry Lee Lewis. A little tip for you kids out there. If you're getting into the rock business, don't marry your cousin. Number 39. If you're into
1: the rock business, don't marry your cousin, period. You know,
0: if you're not in the rock business, now that I think about it. uh, 100 Seminal (laughs) Moments in Rock. Number 39, February 2nd, 1973. The Midnight Special debuts on NBC. Mm -hmm. It, It came on right after, as I remember, The Tonight Show. And it was, and I obviously didn't watch a whole lot of it because it was real young in my life, even, 1973. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, ah eh, we'll give you 13 episodes, go ahead, we'll see if anybody even watches it. It had a higher viewing audience than The Tonight Show, mm. the Midnight Special. So, Wolfman Jack was the very first host of it. Thing took off like crazy. So, and for, I think, nine years it ran. I mean, rock music was free into your home. To more than three people. Oh, yeah, more than three people actually saw that. And the one we're going to play, yeah. number 38, August 13th, 1989. Now, Joan Jett had played, I think, I'm um, trying to think of what her name is, the woman who ripped the picture of the Pope. She went Sinead over O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor went over, went and played in Russia. But it wasn't until 89 that there was a serious influx. The Moscow music piece Festival is held featuring Motley Crue, mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. Skid Row, Cinderella. Rock had come to Russia. Wow. <laughs> and when the show opened, these guys opened the show: Scorpions, Rock School. <laughs>
1: Yevin, yeah, We like the insect with stinging tail. Yes, put the fingers in air and look like bull. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I would have loved to have been at that show. Oh, I'm telling you what. They they shut it down a few times. Why? Because the kids were getting into the music and bouncing. And you know how you see crowds all moving as a single entity? Yeah, yeah. And the the, the Russian people were like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're just enjoying the music, man. Stop. Stand still. <laughs> That's right. Stand still and enjoy music. Right. In Soviet Russia, music <laughs> enjoys you. Um, Um, Number 37, December of 2006, Tower Records closes shop. No way music stores are going to close, right? No way. Mm. Yeah, downloading beat them. Downloading started to just shut them all down. Number 36, December 1877, 1877, Thomas Edison invents the phonograph, and it's only a moment of time before anybody could have recorded music in their house. You didn't have to be able to play an instrument. You didn't have to sing it. And in some people's, you know, cases, thank God. Uh, but you could actually purchase the songs of the day, and Edison mm-hmm. was a guy that did it. Number thirty-five, April nineteen eighty-seven. You know how today you can buy the clean version of an album, yes, and you can buy the dirty version of an album, yes. The first quote clean album, edited, is released. The edited album. Is put out by two live crew. Two live crew doesn't know how to be clean. Well, they had to because people in Florida were being arrested because their (laughs) albums were so dirty. What
1: was it? As nasty as they want to be Uh, within reason?
0: Let me find it on here. Move something. (laughs)
1: Okay. Move something. So the first clean version of the album is... Released. Generally, I think whenever you buy music from Walmart, it's going to be the edited version. Right. Limp Biscuit came out with an album one time, and just for the sake of conversation, let's say it was 60 minutes long. Yeah. If you bought the Walmart version, it was about 54 minutes, because there were some tracks that they just completely wiped out. Right.
0: And you know who you have to thank about that with Walmart and all that? The PMRC. what The PMRC, the Parents Music Resource Center. That's Tepper Gore's group. Oh. That's Walmart doing that. Hmm. And finally one we're going to play. Number 34, October 11th, 1975. Saturday Night Live goes on the air. and once a week, you had a real good shot at seeing a real, Good musician. Yeah, no doubt. And sometimes Kesha plays.
1: But. <laughs> I remember. Oh, wait. Oh, I know. Oh, who, huh, who? who was the first musical guest on Saturday Night
0: Live? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Billy. Uh, what was his name? The keyboardist. Billy. Will it go around in circles? Doo, doom, doom. I'm dead in the water. Billy Preston. Ah. Billy Preston. Thank you very much. <laughs> but here's Elvis Costello. Radio, radio. By the way, got himself kicked off for this one. Radio, radio. Rock's school
1: calling Mr. Oswald with the Swiss to cut that the ills of back to I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen there's no reason to do this song here
0: Radio, radio, here on Rock Schools, we do the 100 seminal moments in rock. Let me do four more for you before we go into the break. You're gonna get us pulled over. You're flying through this show. Someplace. I got to get to number one, man. I got to get to number one. Number 33 in March of '71, "Stairway to Heaven" is played live for the first time in Belfast, Ireland. It was in Ireland. Can you imagine hearing it for the first time? You got to know a lot of people went, what is this piece of junk? You got (laughs) to know that came out of some people's mouth. This is horrible because it's a song that builds so slowly over eight minutes that unless you sort of go in knowing how great it's going to be the first time listening to it, you got to kind of shake your head and go, what is this? So what are you saying? That Irish people are impatient? No, the song itself, you gotta understand how great it's gonna be. Yeah, okay, now I'm in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Number 32, January of 59, Marv Johnson releases Come to Me. So what? Well, it's on the Tamla record label, later to become Motown. Nice. It's the first song coming out of the Gordy area. Mm. Number 31, December 1991, Grand Upright Music versus Warner Brothers. This is rapper Biz Marquis defeat in this federal copyright lawsuit where it's the first one where rappers are defeated in the courts and sampling for rap music mm-hmm. gets crushed. Mm. And finally, before we go into the break, number 30. October 2001, I know you'll love this, what? Pop Idol debuts on British TV, and the world of karaoke gets legitimized. Uh, Why would I love that? I, I, don't you watch American Idol? No, I don't watch oh, American Idol. Oh, I thought I- you did. You I, watch Glee, that's right. I I Hello, Radio Glee. Universidad, oh. Salamanca, Spain. Nice, uh, nice to see you. Thanks for running the radio show.
1: Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, where everything they do is on time. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Back in a minute. Rock school.
0: All right, let me do a few so I can get to the bottom of the hour a couple early. Once again, trying to break the radio speed barrier. 100 Seminal Moments in Rock, number 29, August of 69. Hendrix plays the Star-Spangled Banner at Woodstock, and I believe that's when the whole world of guitar looked around and went, hey, we can do tricks on this neat little instrument right here. Took a long time, too, for him to get through that. Number 28. The fall of 1968, Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf, comes out, and the term heavy metal. Moves into the common music vernacular. That's oh, from Steppenwolf? Yeah, it's from Born to Be Wild. Heavy Metal Thunder. That's where oh, it comes from. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Number 27, January 1st, 1990, MTV Unplugged airs its first show. And I think it really started the power ballad. Mm. That's where I think it came <laughs> from. Number 26, now this one's going to be interesting. December 31st, 1942, Frank Sinatra plays the Paramount. So what? Oh, when you see Beatles and all those little girls are screaming, ah! And the Beatles can't be heard. Mm -hmm. You think it started with the Beatles? No, it started with Frankie. It did. It started with Frankie. Old Blue Eyes had Bobby Soxers screaming for him. Why? Because his record label paid them to. What? That's right. That's where it started. And all these little Bobby Soxers who were screaming actually got all the other girls screaming to the point where the New York City cops had to be called in with a riot squad to get these girls away from it. The people who were pushing Frank Sinatra started this, and girls screaming came out of that. Get out of here. Exactly what they wanted to
1: happen, happened. Was there really a feud between Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby to see who could get the most girls to faint? I don't know about that, but that's a great urban myth. As portrayed in
0: animated Porky Pig shorts. Uh, No, but I wouldn't use animated Porky Pig shorts as a great resource for rock music. But boy, it's a good story if it isn't. I'd keep going with it. (laughs) Number 25, September 1979, the Sugar Hill Gang releases Rapper's Delight, and hip-hop's first classic is set. The first gold record comes out, and by the way, the first rock and roll or rap Grammy Mm -hmm. is given out. And the one we're going to play, number 24 and number 23 go together. May of 54, the first Stratocaster is shipped. Number 23, number uh, 1940, Les Paul walks into the Gibson Corporation with the Log, the first solid body guitar prototype. They tell him to get lost until Fender starts killing him. Yep. And then they create the Les Paul. So number 24 and number 23, the Fender Stratocaster and the Gibson Les Paul. And for those two, we will play Freddie King, Me and My Guitar. Right here. let School. i with
1: my beer. Up my guitar and a little blues or two. Man, No matter where you are
0: Okay, welcome to the bottom of the hour plus a few minutes as we do the 100 seminal moments in rock. My name is Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. And we are going to move like crazy once <laughs> we're done with these. These 7 Days in 70 Seconds dates Monday, December 6th through Sunday,
1: December 12th. Chad, if you would, please. Monday, December 6th in 1970, Rolling Stones movie Gimme Shelter premieres. It's about the Altamont Free Motor Speedway concert.
0: Not nice. Uh, Tuesday, December 7th, 10 years ago, guitar great B.B. King tapes a performance with Elmo and Big Bird in New York City <laughs> for an upcoming episode of Sesame
1: Street. You can nice. actually see
0: see it on YouTube.
1: December 8th, 1980, you already know the date. It's one of the darkest moments in music history at 1049 p.m. In New York, New York, Mark David Chapman shot John Lennon. Guess what we're
0: coming out of this with? I can imagine. Thursday, December 9th, 10 years ago, police frontman Sting
1: is awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. December 10th in 1965, the Warlocks play their first concert in San Fran. Don't know who the Warlocks are? Yeah, they're the the Grateful Dead. That's correct. Oh, good. Fantastic. (laughs) Saturday, December 11th,
0: 50 years ago, 1960, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, makes her New York City performance debut at the Village Vanguard. And finally, December 12th, Sunday, 1968, the Rolling Stones' "Rock and Roll Circus" is filmed at the television studios of Intertel. Lennon, Yoko Ono, Clapton, The Who, Jethro Tull, Mitch Mitchell, and others are among the performers. And as I said, we're coming out of seven days and seventy seconds with number twenty-two it was on more the like,
1: one um, fifty-five seconds.
0: Oh, was it? Sped through those God, things. I know. I'm really breaking speed barriers today, but I got to get to it. Of the one hundred seminal moments in rock, number twenty-two, December eighth, nineteen eighty. Never mind what the calendar said, this is the day the 60s died. Hmm. John Lennon is murdered. Right here, Rock School. is rock school as we continue on with the 100 seminal moments in rock number 21 may 1991 this is the one that drives you up a tree every week which one sound scan debuts it used to be that you would know what was number one in the country in terms of sales at least mm-hmm. because of what people reported being sold not anymore when you throw that cd across that little red light thing and it goes boop Now it's being counted. It's called sound scan. And all of a sudden, country music, it's getting its due because as it zips across, now all of a sudden people are going, who is Garth Brooks? (laughs) Never heard of Garth Brooks. Number 20, September 24th, 1991. Nirvana's second album, Nevermind, comes out, and the whole world turns to the West and goes, I didn't even know there was a Seattle up there. (laughs) Who's this group? (laughs) Tell you what, it got my attention. It did. August 19th, 1985, the Parents Music Resource Council holds their hearings, and Tipper Gore, no matter what you say, gets her way. Yeah, That's exactly what happened. That's Zappa, what wanted, huh? John Denver, and uh, Dee Snider all talk on behalf of the artists. I was about to
1: ask you: Is that the one where Dee Snider went in dressed like a rock star, That's but right. speaking like an attorney? All of these people that were telling that write these songs and how horrible
0: Tipper Gore is. Well, you could have all came and talked. Mm-hmm. You could have all came and spoken, mm-hmm. but no, you didn't. You know, <laughs> you wonder why she got her way. Only three people came and talked. The three people down That's at the it. Kiss concert. Yeah, pretty much. And the one we're going to play, number 18, April 16th, 1956, at Chess Studios in Chicago, Chuck Berry plays the opening sound barrage of Rollover Beethoven, nails down his sound, and the whole world goes, That's how you play rock guitar. <laughs> now I got it. Here's Chuck Berry, rock school. Time for the second break on Rock School. We're at number 17. We're going to get through it. Number 17, August 16th, 1977. The King is gone. Mm -hmm. Elvis Presley dies. Number 16, July 25th, 1965. Bob Dylan goes electric, and I don't care what you say, the folk revival is dead. Once Bob Dylan decided he didn't want to do it anymore, that was that. Number 15 in the 100 Seminal Moments in Rock, August 15th through 18th, 1969. Woodstock occurs, the near-perfect example of peace, love, and music. Near-perfect. Near-perfect. It really was, except for the fact that there was a few deaths, and it was really dirty and mucky, and yeah, it could have been a little bit better. Number 14, however, they weren't the first. 616 through 619 of the year 1967, the Monterey Pop Festival You're to let me did it, guess it first. And you know what? what? That's where Hendricks lit his guitar on fire. I know. Yes, sir. We will be back in just a minute, but first, hi, KLSU. Thanks for running the
1: radio show. Good luck in that cotton bowl. Thank you. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Good luck against TCU. Wow, you are one college football knowledge guy. How about that? That didn't come out right. Back in a minute, <laughs> Rock School.
0: All right, we just did the uh, the back timing, as we call it in radio, the uh-huh. mathematics of music. We're gonna make it. She Number thirteen. You. Oh, says me. <laughs> Number thirteen in the one hundred seminal moments of rock in the late sixties. San Francisco radio KMPX and St. Louis radio KSH go to an AOR format on this brand new thing called FM. FM radio had not been around anymore. Something had to fill it. And what was known as AOR, album-oriented rock, is born on the radio. And my life was infinitely better for it. Come on, man. No love for the AM? No, I love AM. But FM radio is where rock music really found its home right there. Absolutely no formats. Just go on the air, guys, and go. It was WKRP right from the start. Number 12 and number 11 go together. September 1969, the death of Tupac Shakur. And March 9, 1997, the death of Biggie Smalls. Look, none of this is worth dying for. It was at that point in time, rap kind of stopped being fun. Mm -hmm. People started dying over it. Into the top ten. April 26, 1977, Studio 54 opens, and no longer was disco music something you could ignore. It was a real, honest-to-goodness music form. And i got to tell you what, I just can't make as much fun of disco as other people do. It was a huge music influence and a music push, and it spawned
1: rap music. As much as people don't want to admit that, it spawned rap music. doesn't matter how influential or how successful something was. You can make fun of anything. I guess you could. And it's a punchline. Yeah, but it shouldn't be, because it really wasn't.
0: Number nine, February 3rd, 1959. Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, Big Bopper, Die in a Plane Crash, and the Day the Music Dies occurred. Stop doing all these deaths. Okay, I won't. Number eight, March 31st, 1949. RCA Victor comes out with the 45 record, and they used to be color-coded. Rhythm and Blues was orange, mm-hmm. and the first one to come out is what I consider the first rock and roll song, Arthur, Big Boy, Crudup. That's all right, mama. Rock school.
1: Well, now, that's all right no mama. That's all right for you. That's all right no mama. Any way you do, but that's all right. That's all right. I humbly disagree. I don't think that's all right. Mama was the first rock and roll record. Well, of course it was. I think Rocket 88 was. Based on what? Based on the fact that I think it is. We think you can just make it number one because you say it is? You do. Okay, fair point. All right. This whole show is evidence of that.
0: (laughs) 100 seminal moments in rock. Number seven. In 1963, the British invasion begins quietly with four mop top guys and a very pretty girl named Dusty Springfield and it sounded like this Rock school I
1: don't know what it is it makes me love you so
0: On the 100 Seminal Moments in Rock. Number five, August 1st, 1981. Dun, 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 MTV debuts. That was your MTV impression? Yeah, that was the MTV original theme music. Oh, yeah. That was the guitar. That was the, uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, the guitar. I thought it was your bronchitis acting up. No, I still have
0: it. By I the know way. you We're do. a month later and I still have it. <laughs> don't take the pills, Joe. Uh, don't take the pills. Number four, March 30th, 1994. Kurt Cobain buys a Remington M11 20 gauge shotgun and a box of ammunition. Six days later, he and grunge is dead. Stop talking about death. Uh, Actually, I have no more deaths. Good. Number three, June 1st, 1999, Sean Fanning releases Napster on the world and literally changes the way music is done and brings the music world to its knees. And instead of being smart and doing what other people are doing, let's look at our audience. What are they doing? We probably start doing that. Oh, no, we're going to sue them. Um, day I'm telling you, instead of doing what is happening in the world, they decided to sue their way out of it and it just didn't work napster brings it down to their knees and i don't I, what don't get me started i just don't have you? enough time i was going to go on his rant about napster and the way it changed but i'm going to stop now <laughs> and number two one we're going to play in november of 1955 a contract is bought by rca for an unheard of price of forty thousand dollars And a performer who would have never Mm. actually jumped ship Mm. is sold Mm. from Sun Records. Mm. Who was it? Elvis! Elvis Presley. And you know what? Elvis wasn't even allowed to sign the contracts. What? His dad signed the contracts. You know why? That's forgery. He was a minor at the time. He wasn't even 21. Back in 1955, you had to be 21 to sign the contracts. I thought it was 18. What was his first single for RCA? Any idea? Uh, Well, since my baby left me, I found a new place to dwell. Down at the corner of Lonely Street, and it sounds like this. Oh, it's about that inn. That's right. <laughs> I think now it's a hotel. It's been bought out. Rock Skulls. <laughs>
1: this my baby, love me. Will I find a new place to dwell? Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that Heartbreak Hotel. Will I be just so a lonely baby? Well, I'm so lonely. lonely. They could die.
0: Lego, we've done 99 of them. We are to number one of the 100 seminal moments in rock. And honest nope. to goodness, Chad has no idea what number one is. I hold the piece of paper right here in my hands. Take I got a guess. pretty good
1: idea. Yeah, I'm going to take a guess at it. Knowing you, let's see. The day Van Halen released 1984. <laughs> no. <laughs> the day Van Halen released Fair Warning. No. <laughs> the day Van Halen released Van Halen 3 with Gary Cherone. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. it. Oh, good. Oh, I figured go. it out.
0: <laughs> number one. The date is February 9th. 1964. 1964. Can you do it? February 9th, 1964. I don't know. 73 million people watched it. If everybody had gone to the bathroom at the same time, oh. it would have shut down New York City. Was that the uh, really big shoe? The really big show. Who yeah. played? Who God, played? Who played? I don't know. John Paul George and Ringo. The Beatles.
1: Beatles, Beatles
0: on Ed Sullivan. Uh-huh. That was when the world stopped to watch rock and roll. That's it. Beatles on Ed Sullivan. And that wraps up the 100 seminal moments in rock. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. Next week, Chad P's top 87 drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Okay, we're getting into... Into the Christmas season and I've already started putting the Christmas show together but for now class is dismissed
1: oh yeah I tell you something I think you'll understand when I say that something